0: you're listening to sons of thunder a podcast that brings you faith fellowship and fire giving you the spiritual weapons you need to do battle for the lord and now please welcome your hosts the dynamic deacon and the man on fire
1: welcome back to another episode of sons of thunder good to be back with you all today and it's always good to be back with my brother with the same holy mother deacon harold Burksivers. what's up deacon
0: how you doing johns great to be with you as always my friend
1: yeah yeah i know our viewers are like where'd they go where'd they go did the did the covid get them no we're here (laughs) We're here. We're still alive. Uh, lots of things going on in life. And, you know, we're all trying to make the transition, just trying to survive. So definitely appreciate, uh, you know, the, the listeners' patience as we, you know, Deacon and I, we got a lot of stuff going on. But we definitely look forward to always getting together and trying to light a fire in the faithful and just give you, uh, you know, some some food for thought, some spiritual nourishment. So, Deacon, what's been going on with you just as we, you know, kind of get reintroduced to our, our, our listeners out there? What's been going on with you and the fam?
0: Yeah, so just finished a uh, uh, another book, book number five, and submitted it to the publisher, and they accepted it. So it'll. I, th- I just found out it's going to be out next fall. It was supposed to be earlier than that, but COVID just messed everybody's production schedules up, so they had to keep pushing it back. So now it's going to be out uh, next fall. But but it's done, and so I'm. Uh, taking a little bit of a break <laughs> although i'm still doing a number of those virtual conferences and stuff and um you know i just had a pilgrimage that um our first pilgrimage next year was supposed to be the france in may but that just got postponed uh again you know because uh they were talking back and forth with the folks in in france and it's just not going to work um you know by the time people have to have you know all the things in and flights and stuff so so we have to push that off until 2022. So you know, it's it's, yeah. it's one of these years. Like, is Advent the the one good thing about Advent this year is that that means 2020 is almost over. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, praise yeah, you to Jesus the, Christ. On the positive side, um, you know, uh, uh, the college kids are home. You know, and 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 I feel a little sad for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my my one daughter's a senior, and this is not a way to be spending your senior year in college. And my other daughter's a junior. You know, so they're, they're both, this is not the college experience that they anticipated, um, although we're glad to have them home, and it's nice to have the whole family home, and that's wonderful, but mm-hmm. um, they're also missing out on, you know, when you think about John, our college experiences and stuff, and mm-hmm. living on campus, and that building that independence, and really discovering who you are, and trying to figure out how to make it in the world and and all of that stuff and and they're missing some of that and so not just uh, so many other young people as well and then the high yeah. school kids yeah. you know like the twins are seniors and they're uh, my son particularly struggling with the online stuff you know uh, again not a way to spend you know no athletics none of that, that same kind of high school experiences is, is just gone so um, so there's been good and there's been there's been bad I think the good thing is again having the family uh together having all of us together this kind of extended period because we thought we were heading to an empty nest hood you know? <laughs> yeah so, but it's uh, been it's been nice what about you guys
1: you know we've been we've been doing well you know we're trying to find again also deacon the uh the positive sides to all of this family time has been great prayer time has been great i mean it's difficult when we're you know for most of us i mean you and i are on the left coast the crazy side of the world so you know we we kind of been experiencing probably more shutdown than some of our other listeners but You know, it's it's a time for us to to really go deep in faith and to work on those relationships. And and just like you, I think I feel bad. You know, I've got, um, you know, my youngest son Miko who's at Franciscan. Fortunately for them, they actually went back to on campus, but they're back home for a a period of time. Um, Hopefully, we'll return back in the spring. But it's 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 still a different college experience there as well, right? So. You know um you know it's not good for man to be alone so you think about uh the the idea of relationships and the social aspect of just coming into their own in this this college career so, yeah, you know, we're just we're hoping just like you said, Deacon, you know, the good thing about Advent is that uh, that means 2020 is almost behind us. And we pray um, with everything we got that the uh, that 2021 will be a much different experience, uh, can, all things considering. So that being said, you know, one of the things that we wanted to talk about is to remind people that we're in this Advent season and. You know, just to kind of bring a little bit, a spark of hope, right, that 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 idea that, you know, amidst all this craziness, whether it be the unrest in our country, uh, whether it be the election scene, um, whether it be the COVID uh, crisis and perhaps some of the trials and tribulations that come along with that, that you may be experiencing is that we're in, in, in a very blessed liturgical season in Advent. And I know, Deacon, when we talked about preparing for this, we want to talk about the ways of which Christ comes to us. We know that Advent is a t- is a season of preparation. Uh, you know, we're waiting for the coming. And and oftentimes we can let the consumerism affect us in that sense. We're caught up in the gifts and the presents, um, but not really receiving God. And and of course, we have the joyful celebration of receiving Christ in the first coming. But what about that second coming That's we're supposed to be concerned about as well? So uh, let's kick it off, Deacon. How do you want to begin this? I know we want to talk about the three different ways that our Lord comes to us.
0: Yeah, so it, probably it, just talk about what Advent means. The word itself, Advent, comes from the Latin adveniat. And, you know, we, and we have that, if you pray the Our Father in Latin, it says adveniat regnum tuum, thy kingdom come. So that's the coming. And um, and the one thing that's very noticeable about uh, Advent is that we're purple. You know, the priests and, and the deacons, the liturgical color changes the, from green to purple, and which is the same color as Lent. But like many things in the church, we have something called multivalent meaning, different levels and layers of meaning for things. So purple for for lent is a penitential color and i guess for advent too you know um but but mostly for for uh advent it's a royal color because the the uh the kings and the royalty wore purple you know um and so that we have the coming anticipation of the king of kings and the lord of lords you know so we have purple and anticipation of the king uh entering into the world and as you mentioned, John. Advent is really about three different advents or three different comings of Christ into our life. The first one is, um, in fact, leading in from from feast of Christ the King. The readings are very eschatological. In other words, they look toward the end, the second coming of Christ. Mm-hmm. And even for the first two weeks of uh, Advent, you know, um, it, it talks John the Baptist talk about you know uh, repent. You know, uh, Christ is coming, you know, and that kind of thing. Um, almost preparing us for Christ, you know, stay alert, stay awake. Yeah. You know, that was the message from from the first week. Stay awake, stay alert. Mm-hmm. Um, because we can't fall asleep with the wheel in our life because Christ is going to come at a time that we least expect it and is going to call us home. Mm-hmm. So there's that, you know, uh, looking forward toward the second coming of Christ, not not at the end of the world, but at the end of our world which we need to be, and that's what John the Baptist is preparing for that coming. There's also, of course, the obvious one, the coming of Jesus into the world, that had been foretold all the way back, quite frankly, to Genesis 3.15, that proto-evangelium, I will put enmity, or ebau in Hebrew, I will put hatred, is literally the word, between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed, that woman, of course, the uh, being the Blessed Virgin Mary, and the seed being our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so, uh, so now we celebrate that fulfillment of that uh, prophecy all the way back in Genesis three fifteen that's being fulfilled at Christmas, and then of course Christ comes to us. Um, so He came to us in the past as a baby. He came He's going to come to us in the future. He also comes to us now, mm-hmm. most especially in the sacramental life of the church. Mm-hmm. He, it, after Jesus rose from the dead, He left us a church. He left us the grace of the sacrament, seven specific ways in which He touches us deeply, personally, and intimately, most especially in the gift of the Holy Eucharist, where we receive the body, blood, soul, divinity of the living God. And so that's a quick overview of the three different ways that we think about Christ coming to us at Advent.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, you know, and that's great, Deacon, because I think most people, again, you know, we, we, we're, we're human, right? We all, we're, we're recording this on the... Uh, the solemnity of the Immaculate Conception, right? So there's only two perfect people in this world, you know, Christ himself and our Blessed Mother. So we all struggle with that concupiscence. We all struggle with the distractions, the worldly allurements, um, especially during this time. And, And, you know, you mentioned, Deacon, about this being you know, obviously a time of preparation, but that penitential season, right? People often forget that. They just think that we're just, you know, it's it, it, Christmas, by the way, y'all, isn't about, you know, uh, penguins and snowflakes, right? This is really about this preparation and receiving our Lord in those three different ways. So, Deacon, we wanted it also to be, uh, you know, to, as always, you and I are trying to take the, the, the richness of our faith and distill that down into a way that's really practical. Why would um understanding the three ways of that christ comes to be of importance to us especially during this time you know we just we started off the episode like man i cannot wait for 2020 to be behind us right (laughs) and um and a lot of people a lot of our 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 fellow brethren uh people out there are are just in in quite great despair right and and find it difficult to to hope and I, i imagine this advent season this christmas season it's just going to be a difficult one for them to kind of wrap their, their minds around. So what can we say to start to lift our brothers and sisters out there that that kind of need a message of hope um, as we talk about Advent and the ways that our Lord comes to us?
0: Yeah, not only that, John, you know, it, th- for many, including several of my friends uh, just in this past year who've lost spouses, mm-hmm. this will be the first Christmas without their spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're my age, you know, or younger, you know, so, I mean, it, you know, I, I can imagine the pain that they're going through. Um, but but again, this speaks to um, that that uh, coming that we talked about. Christ comes at the end of uh, our life, yeah. right? So so even though there's a sadness at this season, knowing that your spouse or your daughter or your son or your grandma or you know maybe you lost someone through COVID, uh, your experience you, you're not able. In fact, I got a um, Instagram text from someone said that they you know who's from Trinidad and Tobago and and we became friends because I I toured Trinidad speaking. Mm-hmm. And and they said they're not able to go home and this will be the first time in years they haven't been able to spend Christmas with their mother and all the traditional food and stuff. So th- there's a lot of stuff going on for people, but this also anticipates the coming of Christ at the end of our life. So those who have are suffering, those who have lost loved ones know that that, that yes, they're gone, but they're not gone. We will see them again. We will see them again. because of the coming of Christ at the end of time, we will all be brought into the one family of Christ because remember while we're here on earth, we're journeying.' we're, we're pilgrims. we're pilgrimaging right now mm-hmm. you know and then at the end of the pilgrimage, what do you do? You go home right except our pilgrimage last well if, if you follow what Moses says in Psalm 90, our span is 70 years or 80 for those who are strong, right? Mm-hmm. And so after this uh, 70, 80, 90 year of journeying on this earth, we actually get to go to our true home, yeah. which is heaven. So yes, they're not here with us now because their pilgrim journey is over, but we will see them and be with them again forever. And, and that's the hope that Christ brings to us at Christmas, at, at this, this Advent time of year, this anticipation Um, the anticipation. And that's why, again, the first two weeks, it's about you know be awake, be alert, repent, convert, because God wants everybody to be with him forever in heaven. Mm -hmm. And we can only be there if we freely cooperate with how God is working in our life. If we say yes, like the Blessed Mother did when she said yes uh, to being the mother of God, yes. I, I mean, I don't really understand what's going on here, but because, Lord, you're in this, you're leading this. I, I I'm just going to com- completely give my left, my my heart, my life to you, you know. Yeah. And 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 the courage to do that during this time of year, and so knowing that we will, you know, if we continue on on our on our course, stay faithful to the church and stay faithful to Christ in the sacraments. Um, uh, again, especially the Eucharist and and particularly the sacrament reconciliation as well. We will, um, uh, joyfully see our. Um, our brothers and sisters, our wives and and husbands and uh, all our loved ones again. Because Jesus says, I'm not the God of the dead. I'm the God of the living.
1: Yeah, amen. I mean, that brings up such a great point, Deacon, because I think, you know, for those of us who have dealt with loss, especially during this time, you know, for us as Catholics, you know, that may be the end of this earthly life. But this is the beginning of the eternal life and so if you lived a life worthy right i mean again i'll use that word carefully right in the sense of you know uh the goal is the beatific vision is to be united with our lord and um so for us as uh, there may be that selfish side of us because humanly speaking we won't be able to enjoy you know whatever that family member that spouse that loved one that friend um that you know that high school buddy uh no longer here on earth but now we need to pray for them and their souls, and we and we we strive to be able to see them again one day. And I think that's the other part of it is you know to to approach the, the that time of mourning, as you mentioned, Deacon. Is like, we won't fully understand it, right? So suffering and death is a great mystery, and we won't know truly um, the effects, the impacts of all of that until we we see God so the the point is we've got to get to heaven to find out what what that actually did for us and those around us so you know I guess a reminder to to those out there that may be suffering um, especially during these difficult times I think holidays tend to be a difficult time you think about the mental health issues out there both you know both of us have uh, our our spouses and family members who who work within that field it's a difficult time for a lot of people and even more so it's compounded with the COVID stuff because now we're we're limited in our interaction and again as you stated, it's not good for man to be alone and, and and we need we're we're relational beings and we were made out of community right that love uh between uh, uh you know heavenly father and the son and spirating into the holy spirit so deacon um you you brought up a good point when we you know talk about that uh to watch to be alert right it's just those words from jesus right watch i say to you i say to all watch um how can we as faithful catholics uh, for our listeners out there be on watch, be on the lookout. How can we be ready, right? To find ourselves not asleep, but be ready uh, during the season of Advent. How can we, we tick that up a little bit?
0: Yeah. So the readings during Advent are, as you said, really need to pay attention to them um, because no matter what we're doing, uh, whether we're uh, called to, to, to spiritual activity or secular activity, whether we're uh, ordained or whether we're laypersons, Um, you know, everything that we're doing on this earth, we're we're here to build up Christ's kingdom, right? Not our own. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So the Lord has equipped us uh, for this work by means of his grace. And the Lord of hosts, as it says in the Psalms, the Lord of hosts is with us. Mm -hmm. The God of Jacob is our stronghold. And, um, and that, that work of building up the kingdom is sometimes not easy because it means self-sacrifice. It means so, and that's what, what God did. He he gave himself to us as a gift. And, and we have to look for ways to serve the Lord and to build up the kingdom in ways that we may not expect, right? I don't think the Jewish people were expecting the savior of the world to come as a baby. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they were gonna just gonna just show up, come come walking out of the desert and slay all the Romans and <laughs> you know take back the land, you know, like this what the zealots thought. Mm-hmm. You know, but no. But sometimes God comes to us in the very simple ways, very humble ways. And in order to really experience the presence of God in the simple ways, the humble ways, we have to be alert and awake and pay attention. That means we have to be more in touch with our our inner life with God. That means we need to be spending more time in silence. Mm -hmm. We need to be spending more time, if we can, uh, in adoration. Uh, even if it's uh, if it's just uh, streaming, you know, it's better than nothing. Yes, it's always better to be in the presence of the person that you love when you're talking to them. So being present before the Blessed Sacrament is always better, but because of COVID, we may not be able to do that. So that's the, that's the next best thing. But, but uh, spending more time in the Word of God, you know, seeing myself, my story, my life in the pages of Scripture and examining my life in light. Of jesus's words to us in the scriptures. I think that's the that's the perfect way that we can Kind of take everything that's going on and put it in its proper perspective Yes, it's difficult right now. Yes, it's hard right now, but just like anything in life Um, you know and, and sometimes unless it's hard. It's not fully rewarding It's not fully satisfying if there's not some challenge to it and lord knows we are all being challenged right now so so Instead of seeing this as a uh, a downing a, a, a depressing or um you know uh, kind of a, a downer kind of a thing mm-hmm. see this is an opportunity an opportunity for for how God can work in my life again looking in, in the in the silence in the in the quiet in in the very humble and simple ways that God comes to us every single day
1: yeah No, great 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 point there because i think it's real easy to be tempted towards desperation right and 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 discouragement and you know ultimately we're this we if we ever feel too comfortable on earth then we're doing it wrong right i mean in, in the end we're really we're, we're called to communion with our lord and again going back to the beatific vision and um, that's really a, a good reflection as we move forward in the segment too. deacon is just trying to find practical ways so silence you know being more contemplative entering into the sacred word of god um you know for those of us who are are still blessed and fortunate to have i mean even if if it's if you don't have a, a perpetual eucharistic adoration but if the the lord in the tabernacle if you have if you have a a chapel or a parish that's actually open where you can actually just sit before the lord in the blessed sacrament it's really key but you know, and during this time of Advent, you know, the while the world and the culture tempts us to be so distracted by the things of the world, right? It's Black Friday, then Cyber Monday, then Cyber Tuesday, then Buy Something Wednesday and whatever. Like <laughs> it's, it's like Cyber Month now, right? And it's just, it's so uh, annoying and frustrating, but distracting as well is we need to cut, we need to trim out and cut out all the noise, you know, to go a little bit deeper in order to prepare our hearts for the Lord. So, you know, you mentioned earlier too, Deacon, about... um the sacrament of confession right so hopefully most of the parishes out there that you're frequenting um, are going to be doing a penance service of some sort but you know you should we as faithful catholics should be exercising that i know deacon and i both have talked spoken to to exorcists in the past and they say one of the greatest sacraments to fight off the evil one satan himself and all his minions and evil is the sacrament of reconciliation Right, the, the the Lord uh, allowing for the grace of His mercy to flow through this, the the person of Christ, the priest absolving us from our sins. So making a a, a good confession during this time of Advent is allowing allowing ourselves to prepare our hearts and our soul for the Lord to uh, to visit us. What say you, deacon?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that was the message of John the Baptist last week was repent. Yeah. Right. And the word there's metanoia in Greek or the uh, shub. In Hebrew, which literally means to turn your mind around, right? So it just doesn't mean yet convert, yes, but it's a radical transformation. It's a whole different way of living. It's a redirection of your whole life. So preparing for the coming of Christ, um, yes, there's things that we have to do you know, uh, practically, you know, uh, at Christmas time to get ready, buy gifts, put the tree up, you know, do all, do all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, uh, but the Lord also teaches us that um, that the uh, uh, through Peter in the second reading from this past weekend um, says everything's coming to an end. We have to live our lives in holy and saintly ways. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect. You know, perfect. When Jesus says, "Be perfect as the heavenly Father is perfect," um, it it doesn't mean without fault or error, because we 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 can't do that, right? I mean, He (laughs) wouldn't give us something that we couldn't do. Right. But um, but it it means to be mature, whole, and complete in in our walk with God. Right to be mature, whole, and complete in our walk with God, and so whatever is, ever is a time to discover whatever is missing. You know, maybe there's a part of your life, okay, I got this part down, this part down, but this piece is lacking or this piece is missing. Uh, that's the time to kind of, you know, to, to kind of put it all together, to recognize that there is an aspect of my life and my faith life that we can work on. In fact, all of us have different aspects of our life that we can be, our spiritual life, that we can be doing better, that we can be putting more emphasis on. Because sometimes things get slack off. What happens? We get busy, and often one of the things that that gets dropped from our lives first is the spiritual stuff. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, I skipped the office today, but you know, I'll just do a double office tomorrow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I missed my rosary today. I'll just do a two rosaries tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then you, and then and then as the busyness builds up, then the, the, the spiritual life slacks off, and then you're you, again we're creatures of habit. Right. Then you get to the habit of not praying, you get to the habit of of not doing your rose. You get to the habit of losing those spiritual things that was kind of holding your life together. And that's that's a danger we have to be aware of. And and that's what I've been thinking of as I'm reflecting on on the words of John the Baptist and in the, in the, in the words of the gospel, you know, um, challenging and calling me to always be conscious and aware, and 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 the way that that happens for me particularly is reconciliation. For during Advent, I've been going every week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, for two, these this last the first two weeks of Advent, I've been going. Usually, I go once a month to confession, but now I've been going every week because I'm like, you know, I just feel this longing just to go deeper. Just to, to, to I just have this sense that I don't want to lose, you know, this kind of this this spiritual growth that I've experienced during um during this COVID, during 2020 as horrible as this year has been um you know but there has been a spiritual growth and a spiritual depth and i don't want to lose that so I, i've been mm-hmm. just almost god it almost feels like a magnet like i'm drawn to the sacrament of reconciliation you know it's and it's been uh, it's been a really beautiful and amazing gift and a wonderful way to prepare for the coming of christ
1: yeah, no. I mean, I've I've been uh exercising the sacrament often weekly as well. Um even outside of heaven, just because the the spiritual warfare that we're, we're in and trying to battle um you know just the different the things that we're dealing with in this world um it's 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 pretty intense and it's pretty crazy. And so the sacrament of reconciliation its reconciliation has been one that I know has been So fruitful in in myself and my own family's life. And it's just become that spiritual weapon, you know, that, you know, the more we can stay in that state of grace and allow the grace of God to work through that sacrament, the more that we will be apt to kind of take on the things that come at us. Right. So we'll be able to deal with that grief or that loss or that hardship or that trial way better. When we uh, we have the grace of the sacrament of reconciliation, and then also, you know, as often as you can get to daily, daily, uh, daily communion or communion in general, right? So, um, I'm I'm with you, Deacon. I like the, I, you. You know how you're saying you're drawn to the sacrament. In both those cases, I've been just so drawn to the sacrament of reconciliation as well. I've been drawn to the 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 uh, you know holy sacrifice of the mass to be able to receive our Lord, and um, you know I'm just comforted and consoled. In the midst of all this great trial and tribulation that we feel, it feels very much like the end times yeah. <laughs> for us, right? Um, but we do have to remind the, the, the faithful out there that, you know, I think when I think about Advent, especially Deacon, um, I was reflecting on this yesterday that, you know, our Lord was born into crisis, right? I mean, they didn't have any room at the end. Right? Boom. Next thing you know, Herod's trying to kill all the babies. Like, you got to go to Egypt. Right? So he's telling St. Joseph to go to Egypt. So it's like crisis isn't new to us as faithful. Crisis isn't new to to God. He allows it for a reason. And I think when we start to focus on the things we can't control is when we start to perhaps get a little bit anxious and a little bit more discouraged rather than the things we can control. So that's what Deacon Harold and I are trying to, to, to kind of encourage you and suggest to you is what are the things you can control? You can control on what you consume. You know, you can control your quiet time, your prayer time. You can control whether or not you exercise a sacrament of reconciliation. To a certain degree, I understand, depending on your parish and depending on your area. Um, but what are the things you can control? Your encounter with Christ. Your encounter with our Lord. Your ability to reflect on the many gifts of life. Even though 2020 has been crazy, you'll hear us say it t- to a point of probably ad nauseum. But, but really, what, what gifts has the Lord allowed during this time? Right, the Family time, as Deacon was mentioning at the beginning prayer time perhaps. Maybe this was a, a time to slow down and really reevaluate your life. What are the things that you at one at one point were maybe prioritized? Maybe you were overworked. Maybe you had too many things going on. You didn't have time to really embrace and receive our Lord in Advent. So Deacon, as we, you know, uh, as we kind of move uh, on to, to wrap this segment up, um, you know, what other suggestions perhaps can we give the faithful out there as we really try to embrace one of the things i wanted to point out too is you know there's a there's a tendency deacon to where you know december twenty sixth comes along and then you know the tree we take down down all the ornaments right we throw that tree into the uh, uh onto the street and christmas is over right deacon or is not, it? no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Christmas is actually a season in the yeah. church. Yeah. yeah, it, it, it goes all the way up to the uh, the Baptism of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so we should really celebrate the full Christmas season. You know, this is not secular. You know, yeah, for the secular people, okay, yeah, you know, December 20th, okay, Christmas is over, the presents are, we ate the food, okay, put the put the tree out at the curb. No, it's an entire season and it starts off with an octave. So, in other words, every day is a solemnity a, for 8 days. Um, is, is a solemnity. And uh, we should we should revel in that, you know, and 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 take joy in the fact that Christ has come and and, uh, and that we celebrate for eight whole days Christmas Day in, mm-hmm. in, in a real sense, you know. And so I know some families, for example, will distribute the gifts over the octave. So over the eight days, they get, you know, maybe one present a day or they'll do something Christmassy every single day to keep that spirit of Christmas alive. Uh, and one idea... Um, you know during this christmas is stay close to the blessed mother, mm. you know uh, for this year For me, you know, um i've since my mom died i've 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 felt the special closest to mary Um, but for for this year, I mean i've been doing things like for example, you know, I carry rosary everywhere I go when i'm traveling But now I mean I carry a rosary in my pocket like even when i like at home, mm-hmm. you know, I, i'm just home Mm-hmm. I, I'm sleeping with the rosary in, in my pocket or I'm holding it. I mean, I've never done that before. You know, I just feel this need to, to stay close to the Blessed Mother. And i literally been carrying around 24 hours a day, seven days, except, except when I'm in the shower, right? <laughs> 24 hours, seven days a week carrying a rosary around in my pocket. And sometimes when I'm thinking about something, I'll just grab my pocket. I'll just hold on to the rosary. Yeah. And, and even that little, that, that sacramental there, just a physical Reminder, because we're tactile, right? So this this physical reminder of God's presence, you know, I always pull the rosary out and and, and pray a chaplet or something. It's I, and I've never done that before. So there's there, there's something, uh, yeah, this very strange year. But this, I, I think, it's a very special year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we draw close to the Blessed Mother, especially during this time when she's going to give birth uh, to the to the Word that became flesh in her, she's going to give birth to life itself. You know, maybe we should find ways to give birth to God in our own lives, right? And find maybe new ways, or, or different ways, or simpler ways to do that—to um, make an offering of our own lives uh, to, to Christ as well, and, and through his, through the heart of his immaculate mother.
1: Yeah, I mean, beautiful deacon because I, I'm the same. I'm a, such a sacramentals guy, right? I've got the rosary. And like you said, I've been, I'm just a creature of habit myself. So I've got our bullet rosary, you know, that, uh, that you turned me on to always in my left pocket. I've got my consecration bracelet that I do for my, uh, uh, that I, have you know, reminder of me being once a slave to sin. Now I'm a slave for Christ. I mean, those are the things that I kind of just as a reminder to myself, right, that we're, Um, not only is our lord always with us but our blessed mother is always there interceding on our behalf and so what a great way um to kind of deepen um your sense of god by deepening your relationship with our blessed mother i can't remember who said it but it's just like you know if you if you're struggling perhaps with that that relationship with our blessed mother um, maybe you know deacon but it was like try to love try to love our blessed mother more than jesus does and there's a challenge for you, you, know. So when you're struggling, yeah, with that, there you go. <laughs> you know, try to do that, and you won't. So uh, you know, try to, yeah. to try to outdo yeah. our Lord in that sense. Um, and, and and two of the things that when I think about our Blessed Mother, I think of her words um, specifically in Scripture that come to mind. Right when you were talking, Deacon, about just that, you know, that devotion and, and turning it up. I thought, you know, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Right, be it done in, be it done unto me according to Thy word, and then. Do whatever he tells you at the wedding of Cana, right? So I'm thinking to myself, do we have the humility to give our own fiat to, you know, during this time, whatever time, however it looks for you in your life, are we approaching the Lord with, with great humility and reverence, but also docility to be able to ebb and flow with his call in your life and then listening to our blessed mother because you know she's interceding on our behalf to say, do whatever he tells you. So now that I've given my Fiat, am I am I uh, able to move the way that the, the Holy Spirit, you know, prompts me to in in our daily life? And one of the special things, Deacon, um, since we are recording this on on the Immaculate Conception, the solemnity of Immaculate Conception, we 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 got some good news from um, the Holy Father announcing that this is now the year of St. Joseph, beginning December 8th, right? And so um, you and I both you got a good, good priest friend and Father Donald Calloway and his his great book, No Other of Its Kind and the Consecration of St. Joseph. So, if, you know, another way to begin um, perhaps your Advent journey into, um, you know, the next year of 2021 is consider a consecration of St. Joseph, not just to our Blessed Mother, but also to St. Joseph, who uh, is is the you know universal patron of the church um, of families um, and 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 the, the title that probably Deacon and I both love is terror of demons right so get yeah to that's, it. Right. that's right <laughs> so uh, you know Deacon hey it's been it's been awesome I hope that was helpful to our listeners out there as far as you know really entering into this Advent season in a way that's much more prayerful much more contemplative and uh, more effective in preparing your heart and soul for our Lord. As he uh, desires to enter into such a deeper, more intimate relationship with us through all the many ways that we talked about the word and sacrament um, through time and silence and just being able to receive him. So any last parting words, Deacon, before we let our listeners go?
0: No, just uh, stay close. To, uh, I think the Holy Father sending a message, you know, uh, during this time of uh, uh, of Advent. Again, stay close to St. Joseph. Definitely recommend Father Calloway's book. Consecration to Saint Joseph, and um, really, uh, I think 2021 uh, is was many. I think as many challenges as 2020 brought, I think 2021 is going to also bring tremendous opportunity, yeah. right? So, so always be be awake, alert, and and look out for those opportunities, those very simple ways that God wants to come into your heart to transform you. To, to, to change you for that conversion experience. We always think about being like St. Paul being knocked to the ground and having this massive experience. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's very simple ways. So so be on the lookout for those ways that Christ wants to enter into your life.
1: Amen to that. So I can't say it better than that. We are uh, always f- great to be with you, Deacon. Um, love the fact that we can uh, share this uh, this initiative and in Sons of Thunder. And we definitely are praying for um, all of those that are listening to us. And before we go, Deacon, of course, uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't ask for your
0: blessing upon myself and upon all those that are listening. Sure. May Almighty God bless you and keep you and cause His face to shine upon you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So Deacon and I will be back with more good stuff to
1: give you. Until then, we ask that you continue to pray for us um, as we pray for you and let us know what you want to hear. You know, you got to follow us on all of our Instagram. I got our our handles there for you to, to follow Deacon Harold or myself. Um, get us on Facebook at our, our Sons of Thunder page and just let us know what we can do to, to bring uh, the, the, the fruit of our faith uh, in a way that's you know better received by you or just anything anything we're here to serve you and we're here to serve god first and foremost um, but may god bless you and keep you as deacon said and uh, until next time we'll see you get holy or die trying
0: thank you for joining us for this episode of sons of thunder with the dynamic deacon and the man on fire don't forget to like comment and subscribe and find out more at deaconharold.com and john God's peace.